Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Score North and scorenorth.com. And I tell you guys I love you. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I will ride with this group until they don't want to play more. Yeah. Let's get it going here. We're halfway through OTAs. We got more OTAs next week. Judd's OTA observations continue on Tuesday. Then we get a mandatory mini camp. Oh, God. The fur is going to fly there. Who's there? Who's maybe not the fur there? Fur is gonna fly. Fur is gonna be flying. At that TCO used to be a Gopher football center. slogan when I went there. It's like my senior year at the U of M in 2003. We had shirts that said "The fur is gonna fly." Gopher fur. Yeah, and that was Badger true because they got because they got destroyed at the worst time. The fur, yeah, the fur, did fur fly. definitely flew in the fourth <laughs> quarter against Michigan. Yep, bastards. Ugh. Still bitter about that. Twenty years later, you should be. Anyhow, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. The show is presented by our friends at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Learn more at TCL.com. Inspire greatness with TCL. All right, boys. So we do have a random Viking of the Week later on. In the show here, Declan will uh, present that to us. But a few weeks ago, Judd brought his top 10 current Vikings rankings to the table. Mm-hmm. And you had a couple honorable mentions, right? You had like two honorable mentions or something. I think so. Yeah. Long time ago now. So last night, and Judd, you kind of set off microphone a few weeks ago. Phil, you should at some point, you know, we got a blank canvas from now until training camp. Like you should do your list at some point too. Yeah. Like, so yeah. you should do your top 10 just like I did. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, oh, no, no, well, I'm going so to. Last night I you. thought I'm going to I'm going to do 11, my top 11, just to one up Judd. But then as I got going, I was like, can't just stop at 11 is what you said. Can't How stop make at any 12. Cuts? I know I felt I felt bad leaving certain guys off the list. And so today I present to you old Macadac's top 20 current Minnesota Vikings rank all 90 on the current roster in order of who you think is the best. <laughs> That's what, once we get to Declan's portion of, of, of the rankings, it'll be a, the 90 man full off season rankings with a little help from Thor and Tyler, who are the only ones who've actually like watched some of those players. But uh, I've got them for you. Top 20 current Vikings. If you guys are ready, let's do it. Let's waste no more time. I am excluding Dalvin cook. It is June 1st today. It's possible that as of, you guys listening to this, there may be Dalvin Cook news today or tomorrow. 
So just because we don't know what we're doing here with Dalvin Cook, he may or may not be a Viking as you're listening to this. I'm just going to remove him from contention here. Okay. So Dalvin Cook, we're going to put him off to the side. All right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you uh, two honorable mentions. So technically it's a 22-person 22, 22 list. Honorable mention number one, the best kick returner in the National Football League, a guy who's who is, the NFL is trying to basically eliminate the thing that he's the best at, which is housing kick returns. Kane Wangwu is an honorable mention. Okay. And then my second honorable mention is Kairos Tonga, who the Tonga time, Tonga time, seventh round pick by the Bears a couple of years ago. The Vikings wind up swooping him up. He played about 300 snaps last year and was just very sneaky effective up front in that 3-4 defense. Just a good, solid, rotational defensive lineman, Tonga time. All right. Those are the two honorable mentions. Number 20, Josh Metellus. He's the Vikings, now that Chris Boyd is gone, I think he's the Vikings' best special teams player. And Judd, you even saw him kind of mixing and matching with... The offense, right? Is he a safety? Is he a slot cornerback in some of these Flores yeah, ruminations? He's, he's in uh, in a few of the packages that call for three safeties, and he is what I would – I guess if you had to list him on a roster right now, I would call him the R, short for Rover. Wow. Oh, man. Short for Rover because he's blitzing at times. Let's go. LFG. He's giving you different looks. So, yeah, I I like this. So, Josh Patelis, and again, he's, he's, I think he had the second most special teams tackles on the team last year, just kind of all over the place. Teammates seem to love him. There's a story, um, I think Albert Breer had this, where Brian O'Neill, when he got hurt, walked into Kevin O'Connell's office and said, hey, we need another captain around here or another leader. And uh, he recommended Josh Metellus. The team, the team loves Josh Metellus as a leader, so he is the 20th best Viking on All my right. list. Number 19, I think a guy that kind of gets forgotten when you talk about the secondary, but a guy that played more defensive snaps than anyone on the Vikings' defensive roster last year, Cam Bynum, checking in at 19. Really curious to see what he looks like with Brian Flores. Safety in the NFL, but he was a cornerback at Cal in college. He could be another guy. Is he a rover? Is he is he a slot guy in coverage? Right. There's just is a lot a of things you can do with him. Yeah. Steen could replace him in safety, but then that wouldn't mean that Bynum wouldn't play because I think they're going to use three safety packages. Does does he actually have to compete with Metellus then? Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns as far as the safeties go. Like the only thing I think we, we know for sure is Harrison Smith's going to start. But beyond that, you know, I guess scene's going to get a good chance to start, but who knows? Yeah. Got too much talent. Too much talent. How do you make cuts? All right, number 18. Well, speaking of, okay. Jordan Hicks. I don't think he's guaranteed to make the team, just for what you just mentioned. There could be, a, like, a, a couple surprise veteran cuts, mm-hmm. and depending on what some of the other younger linebackers look like throughout the offseason. But as of right now, Jordan Hicks, I think, is the 18th best player on this team. So, among qualified linebackers last season, he actually graded 13th out of 90, according to PFF, in run defense. And Eric Hendricks was also still pretty good against the run. When those guys have to get out in space and cover young tight ends, Saquon Barkley coming out of the backfield against the Giants, it's a huge problem for them. Uh, but Jordan Hicks, I think, can still, I, mean, I think he led the team in tackles. I mean, be nice if those tackles were happening a few yards closer to the line of scrimmage sometimes. Right. 
sometimes that's a problem. Yeah, but um, he still has something left to give, and that's why he's on the team. So 18th, Jordan Hicks. I think his snaps go down. So I, I don't think he, he's going to be an every-down player. I think that Asamoah stays on the, the field, and when they go these three safety looks, I think Hicks comes off. But that actually might might make him at his age more effective too. Yeah. So, yeah, I think 18 is fair. Number 17, Brian Asamoah. And this oh, okay. some, some of this is like projecting a little bit because he didn't play a lot of defensive snaps last year, so I'm kind of going off of the small sample size we saw the eye test, the speed, and how the Vikings view him. They were confident enough, obviously, in what they saw to say goodbye to Eric Hendricks and to not really draft or find a replacement. I guess Ivan Pace, the undrafted Cincinnati linebacker, could be in the mix here, but they didn't really, like, they didn't sign a replacement in free agency, really. Brian Asamoah is a starter based on what they've seen so far. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that if all goes well, by the end of the season, Brian Asamoah will be in your top 10. And I think, and I think, I think this, I think that Brian Asamoah by the end of the season, if all goes according to plan, will sort of define the philosophy. He'll, he'll be an identifying character because he's got speed. He's still raw, but he's instinctual as well. I, I think he is going to provide exactly what Brian Flores wants, which is he's going to fly around. He's going to make a ton of tackles. Yeah. He's going to get beat at times, but here's the difference. If you get beat on a pass, like if Kendricks did or Hicks did, they simply, unfortunately, last season, didn't catch the guy, right? Asamo will catch your butt. And yeah, you can he, try and strip the ball. He's So he's going to identify, I think, what they're after. But he's still a theory at this point. Like, we just haven't seen much of it on the field. If so. all goes well. That is the key phrase to keep in mind. Yeah. And I guess... Another guy that we haven't seen much of on the field, or any, and he's number 16, is Jordan Addison, the Vikings' first-round pick. So I'm projecting a little bit here. I don't think it's fair just to leave all young players off because we haven't seen much. I mean, he's maybe the best route-running wide receiver in this year's draft and has a chance to step right in and be just ironclad, the number two wide receiver on this team. So Jordan Addison, there's some rumblings that, was he not at that softball charity event this week? The Adam Thielen, uh, like Thielen wasn't even asking. there either. No, Harrison I'd like to Smith see Jordan participating in some things. A practice well, here, a something's wrong event. though. So he's get getting treatment. I don't know because I, as I uh, talked about in my OTA notes, he hasn't taken part in OTAs the last two times that we've been there. He was in the rookie camp like three weeks ago, and something happened there, and so he might be getting treatment of some sort or just okay. be off his feet. I don't know. So just kind of kind of a mystery we haven't really seen. He's been out there ignoring Judd at practice. But, uh, you, know. you know what? Well, it, all forgiven. Fresh start. So that's the first five here, 16 through 20. Huh? Number 15, maybe the Vikings starting running back, Alexander Madison. Oh, This might, yeah. might feel a little low for some people, but, you know, he's he's been under four yards per carry the last two years. Now his usage decreased last year. This, it looks like he's finally going to get a chance to – get more carries and kind of be a showcase running back to some extent. The crazy thing on Alex Madison to me is he's only 24 years old still. I think he turns 25 in like July. Mm -hmm. So this dude's been around for four years and he's still one of the younger players on the roster. The wear and tear is low, which is good. And I I have uh, at the OTAs that I've been at, I have seen him working a lot on pass catching. 
So again, I think he's going to be, I think they're, they are now, and I have no idea if this is right or not. I think they're hoping he's going to be in the passing game, what they thought Cook uh, could be. And part of the reason why I think Cook is gone is he did not get into, I think their expectation and ours too, right? Was what was in this offense. Dalvin would be a far more effective pass catcher. I feel like he dropped some balls. I feel like the, 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 the trust in Dalvin as far as a receiver was lost a bit. Um, so again, I think Madison with low wear and tear and being used probably in a rotation has a chance to do more things that they actually wanted that they expected from cook and probably didn't get mm-hmm. and when he when he was given a chance to start full time when when cook was injured or banged up he actually delivered really really strong numbers and last year he might have had what didn't he have a low a low, lower amount of touches and whatnot but there was times where it was clear hey on the third drive of the game this is an alex madison series no matter what, they're going to rest yeah, out. They, they scripted them. Yeah. Yeah. They basically said third offensive drive doesn't matter. Alex Madison is going to be our guy for this entire series, no matter how far we go down the field. Um, and now he gets a chance here to be the actual starter. Um, he's been a very serviceable backup and you need at least, I think two really good running backs in today's NFL, but now he gets to be the number one guy. And is there another gear to him? Um, also shameless plug purple daily on draft next week. We're going to rank these running back tiers. And if you're a fancy football guy, do you draft Alexander Madison early? Which one do you go oh. with here? Oh, oh look at that tease. It purple tease. Daily on Draft, a year-round Purple Daily spinoff show with Declan Thorneystrom and Tyler Fornis. Uh, a couple of draft nerds along with Declan there. But, yeah, they're talking young prospects, players, being fantasy football every single week. Check it out. Okay, number 14, a Vikings newcomer, Josh Oliver, the six foot five. Ooh. 260-pound run-blocking machine tight end. He is excellent at his craft. I think there's limitations. Obviously, he's not going to play a 1,000 snaps. He did catch a bunch of passes in college, but he hasn't really done so in the NFL. So he's kind of a part-time player, but the thing that he's part-time at, he's among the best in the NFL. He was the second-highest-graded run-blocking tight end, according to Pro Football Focus. So he's in here to help open up Blocking lanes for Alex Madison and whoever else. And uh, and he's here to, I think, maybe make the Vikings a little bit more diverse in terms of the personnel sets they can use. Instead yeah. of just running 11 personnel all the time, they yeah. might be able to use a little 12 personnel, a little 22 personnel. A little personnel, we'll yeah. See. No, I, I think we're going to see 12 personnel a lot, a lot. And, and keep in mind, too, that this also creates way more deception, way more confusion on defense, because if if he's in, in there, are the Vikings going to run for sure? Absolutely not. They're also going to pass. And now I'm much more confused. 11 personnel, I think I know what's what. I think if I am a defensive coordinator, I think I say to myself, you guys are going to pass the damn football. But if I see 12 personnel, now I'm getting very concerned. So I, I think this signing is incredibly important because of that, because it now opens up opportunities to create more confusion. Yes. Okay, number 13. We're nearing in here. Fringes of the top 10. 13th best current Vikings player. K.J. Osborne. Just a rock-solid, I would say, like number two-and-a-half receiver. I don't, I don't know that he's a number two on a team that looks to, to be one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, he's certainly a reliable number three and something we don't really talk about much with KJ Osborne. One of the most durable players in the league. The guys played th- all 34 games and a playoff game. 
the last couple seasons, a couple of 600-yard years, and maybe with some more targets or a higher you know percentage of target share, he would have closer to 1,000 yards. But I really like him as the number three wide receiver. I just I worry a little bit. I'm, not, I'm glad they drafted Jordan Addison for that reason. Right now, I've got him above Jordan Addison because we haven't seen right. much of Jordan Addison. But uh, just a rock-solid, durable number three wide receiver, K.J. Osborne. Maybe his last year as a Viking, too, because he's a free agent after the season's over. A guy Kirk uh, definitely trusts, which is important, too. I think he runs good routes. I think he's very, very smart. Um, I, I think part of the reason Addison was taken also was what you said at the end, Phil, which is if KJ Osborne has a decent year, he's gone for sure. Cause you're probably not going to bring him in back considering the salary cap implications and guys that have to be uh, signed from your own roster. So yeah, I think that KJ Osborne though, it's a great story because I mean, he's a fifth round pick who was drafted to return kicks. Like that was going to be his, his, first year his only stats are kickoff returns and punt mm-hmm. returns and he's turned himself into a really reliable solid player who's going to get paid probably so yeah he he deserves full credit for taking an opportunity and the weird thing was as a kickoff return guy he was sort of a bust he wasn't that good i remember watching him as a kickoff return guy I was like, they draft this guy to return kickoffs Mm-hmm. But he gets a lot of credit for turning himself into a really, really solid player. And low-key, I mean, I believe a two-star recruit out of high school, like he plays the chip on his shoulder. He was talking about that at OTAs this last week where he has had to climb everywhere he's had to go, and he's now turned himself into a pretty reliable receiver that's going to get a significant life-changing contract most likely a year from now, if not sooner. Who knows? Maybe they extend him. I don't think they will. But, yeah, he's plays the chip on his shoulder, and I think it's it's a good thing for him, and he's been a really cool player to watch evolve basically. Would they get a comp pick for him if he goes and signs yeah. a? They get something, right? Like a yes. fifth round comp pick or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like the Vikings haven't had a lot of comp picks recently. They just they need they need they more won, good players. They had won this past draft, correct? Because yeah. they went from what was the it? Conklin four to five pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. the Gronklin pick, but I think that was it in April. All right, number twelve, and I my gut says he's too high but he was a lot better last season. Garrett Bradbury is the 12th best Minnesota Viking. Hmm. He's gone from the first three years in the league, being one of the worst centers in the NFL, certainly pass protecting was just atrocious Yeah, to, to being in the top third of starting centers. And some of it was probably just a new coaching staff scheme, you know, working with Kirk cousins for another year and getting comfortable. Uh, but I think Bradbury has put himself in a spot where he's now, an above average NFL center going into 2023. But I don't know, like I'm trying to look at the guys below him right now. I don't know that I can put Asamoa above him. I don't know that I can put Madison above him yet. So I, I guess it feels a little high, but as I look at the guys below him, you get, I guess you could move KJ Osborne above Garrett Bradbury, but that's the one I was going to say. I think I, I think I'd move him above uh, Bradbury, but yeah. And the curiosity now is this, can he do it again? Because I still feel, and it's not surprising, but my confidence is still shaken there. Like, I always feel the Vikings are a really good uh, three technique away from Bradbury being tossed into the stands again. For sure. Yeah, he's light. So, like, that's light what worries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, that's what concerns me a bit. But, yes, he he was unplayable at times previously. And I don't think there was a game last year where he started and you said, oh, my God, that's awful. And I it think, did hurt them when he got hurt. 
I think it would be foolish to expect that there's even another gear to his game, but I do think it's respectful to say, can he just duplicate what he did in 2022 on? Mm-hmm. That's all you're asking for from a center at that. Like what he gave you was respectable snaps. He wasn't a complete pushover. If you get that player for three more years and that's the length of his contract, I'll take that every time. Also, it would help too if he didn't have two of the worst pass protecting guards standing next to him statistically, oh. especially Ed Ingram to his right. That better change. Big time struggle. And as I say that, we get to number 11 here. Despite him being pretty bad in pass protection, Ezra Cleveland is the 11th best Viking because he is one of the best run-blocking offensive linemen in the NFL. He's got that tackle frame, right? They drafted him as a tackle. So he's he can just kind of he gets those long arms out. He can maul you. And uh, he was, according to Pro Football Focus, the fourth-best run-blocking guard in the entire league last year. So credit for that. Now, on the flip side, in pass protection, the only other guard to allow more pressures than Ezra Cleveland was Ed Ingram. So the Vikings have some major work to do on the pass protecting front with those two guards. But Cleveland is so good. Like, it's such a Jekyll and Hyde thing. And there's actually some games where he looks great in pass protection, but then he'll give up, like, you know, six pressures the next week. Uh, but he is consistently a really good run-blocking offensive guard. So he's 11th because he's great at that one thing. If I can combine your top 20 Vikings with some reckless speculation Thursday when it comes to Cleveland. Reckless speculation. Much like K.J. Osborne entering the final season of his contract, yep. Ezra Cleveland, I believe, will be elsewhere next year at this time preparing to play tackle for a team oh i think he wants to move back to tackle because of what you just said he's got a he's a build of a tackle and if he can go somewhere on a short-term deal and play tackle and have success guess what follows a payday so i sense i don't think ezra cleveland is going to come back here in 2024 as a guard and if the vikings view him first of all if he's a tackle the Vikings no are here. the Vikings are good there. No room uh, at the end. And if they view him as a guard, I just don't think this front office believes in giving a guard that big contract, that second contract, right? No. And he's probably so, not worth that as a guard. Yeah. So he probably yeah. needs to go play. And I don't know that he knew that when the, the Vikings drafted him in, what, 2020? I don't know that he knew at that time that he was going to be moved to guard because our, our expectation was – at that before Darisaw, that he would probably compete for the left tackle job. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if he can play, if he's a left tackle, a decent one, not even great, but if he is a decent one, he's going to make a killing eventually contractually. So we have moved into the top 10 here. The top, now we've got the top 10 current. This is, where, this is where my list was. Current Vikings players. And uh, this chunk is presented in part by our new friends at 3Jack. Dude, the food, I still think about those nachos that we had at 3Jack like a month ago. Let's go back. I'll just wake up drooling. Like, what are you, honey, what are you uh, thinking about? Uh, the nachos at 3Jack. Uh. Oh, man. It's one of the best patio spots. It's, uh, yes, you can get your golf sim on. And why not? You know, get some free, get some swings in there. Obviously, in the simulators, they're a great spot. They have great options. But, boys, I got a little update from, my, from our friend Lucy at 3Jack because it's patio burger series season coming up. That's oh, right. Oh, yeah. A different burger every week on the three Jack patio for just ten dollars. Let's start with the K burger that's coming next week, and, I, and we might need the adult films uh, 
music here as I as I go through every topping. Uh, but we got Galbi Glaze. We got some Perilla on here. We got some yeah. soy onions. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you, and there's going to be a new one every single week. You can also go to 3jack.com to check out those specials and book your bay, of course. Go to 3jack.com, one of the best patios and golf simulations. Those are two of my favorite things. Go check out our friends at 3jack in the North Loop. Yeah, and uh, when you support 3jack, you support us. So if you could, um, yeah, that would be right awesome. Now. As you should be. Uh, I'm getting hungry for uh, for some lake time. Our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine can maybe help with that here. It's be like 89 degrees today. Oh, perfect. The weather last weekend. We're talking about the biggest Bennington dealer, I think, in the country, actually. Power Lodge locations in Brainerd, Anami, and Ramsey, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud, Judd. I got two words for both of you, you guys, and it's as simple as this. Throttle therapy. Look at this. That guy is getting in the Bennington right now. He's putting on a purple daily is my guess. And he is partaking in throttle therapy, which in this, you know, in this state with our sports teams, what could be better than forgetting it all for an afternoon and getting out on that Bennington on a hot day and cooling down? I think that's a pretty good recipe for success. Head to PowerLodge.com or MillerMarine.com and get used to saving big. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, boys, let's get into the top 10 here. The top 10 current Vikings. Byron Murphy Jr., number 10. He's the new 25-year-old multifaceted free agent cornerback that they signed from the Cardinals. According to Pro Football Focus, this is a stat from 2021. Byron Murphy, toward the end of that season, was the highest-graded cornerback in the entire league in single coverage. So if you can get this dude... Well, he's going to be in the slot quite a bit in nickel, but if you can get this dude in some matchups that he feels comfortable in, he can be a shutdown guy. Um, I don't know that he's like, you know, Revis Island, roads closed. I don't think we're talking about that type of, uh, like, Sauce Gardner, but he should be a really good, solid, versatile cornerback that you can move inside and outside. If he's not pushing the top five by the end of, of the season, something has not gone right, right? Like, wow, I, I agree. Really? I, I agree with your point like right now. a solid top 10? I agree with your point right now. At t- no, because, I mean, this is go- This is supposed to be your marquee guy. No, no, no. no. But, he's not, but, am... he, but he's not like a top of the league marquee guy. He just happened no. to be one of the three or four best available. I said pushing agent. towards the top five. I'm saying he should be. He's got to move up a few spots here. Not, not you did the right thing for now. I am absolving you. I'm not blaming you. It's not your fault. 
It's not your fault, Phil. I mean, he's in the 90-man roster. He's in, like, the top 12th percentile here. Okay, okay. that's fine. I'm saying I want to see him at about six or maybe five by the end of the season. And I'm not going to back off that. I have big expectations here. Okay. I think your expectations are a little bit out of whack with, like, who he is as a player. I don't think he's as good as you're trying to shove I feel like you're creating a... You have some friction here that doesn't need to exist with Byron. Byron Murphy Jr. is a good cornerback, but not an elite cornerback. Okay, if he is successful, if he is very, if he is good at playing outside and then going inside in nickel, you're going to move him up, I guarantee it. I'm not even putting pressure here. I'm just saying you're asking him to do a very important role, and if he succeeds, it's going to, you are going to be impressed. Okay. Especially especially when we were forced to watch Chandon Sullivan last season. I know, but don't, don't like don't take just because you had one idiot kid that like got arrested when he was sixteen years old or something and like failed out of high school doesn't mean that the next kid has to go to Harvard. Okay. Yeah, I went to we St. Just, Cloud. No, My Harvard's brother barely passed top, high school. Look at Harvard's me. top five. No, 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 no. I just want I just you want him to top be five. I know I said pushing the top five, not in the top five, it's a pushing top five. I want him at six, you know, best case five. I'm not asking him to be in the top three. All I'm saying is that I think that this is one where my expectation in what hopefully is going to be a very improved defense is that Byron Murphy Jr. is going to play an instrumental role. Okay. Number nine. I think one of the more just unsung, unheralded, uh, unheralded, really good players on this team, Harrison Phillips. So, Smarter people than me, Alex Boone, when we did the breakdown on Purple Daily after the Bills-Vikings game, we watched that Josh Allen fumble. This is just one anecdote of what Harrison Phillips brings to the table. So Josh Allen, it's a kneel-down situation, but they can't kneel down because it would be a safety. and they just So Josh Allen is about to snap it and then dive into the line of scrimmage for a quarterback sneak, and then the game's going to be over. And at the last second, Harrison Phillips who's lined up, as he's looking, on the left side of the center. He used to play for the Bills, by the way, so he picked up on something. He shifts oh. across the center's face oh. at the last second. I love it. And dives in. He, he like, picked up on the exact gap that Josh Allen was going to be trying to sneak in, so he shifts over as the ball's being snapped and oh. pokes that ball out. Talk like, football to me. Heady, smart stuff football. like that from Harrison Phillips. The fire hydrant. That's what he called himself as an introduction press guy. Always around the ball. Yep. Always around the ball. In fact, he had Very 27 hairy. stop tackles last season for the Vikings. So just he's just, yeah, he's the firehunter, man. He's just always around. He brings a high football IQ, and uh, he's a good, solid player for the Vikings. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, number eight. A little bit of projection here, I'm not going to lie. Marcus Davenport. Okay. Oh, that's a lot of projection. So here's my logic, okay? Davenport and Daniil Hunter had the same pass rush win rate last season. The same, 19%, both of them. Now, Daniil Hunter wound up with 11 sacks, and Davenport had, what, 0.5? So they're both both getting, they're both winning, they're both getting pressures. Hunter is converting more pressures and then converting pressures into sacks. Yep. But now Davenport had like nine sacks a couple years ago. So this is I I fully agree that I'm probably you know ranking him too high here at eighth, but when you have the same pass rush win rate as Daniil Hunter, mm-hmm. you're doing something right. Can he convert more of those to actual sacks, hurries, et cetera, is the question. I'm a little bit surprised that you didn't have this flipped with my, my guy. So I'm a little bit surprised that you didn't have Byron Murphy Jr. here and Davenport 
where Murphy is. Yeah. That's well, the first one I'm a little bit him. surprised by. I told no, you I, know. I have Murphy where I have him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm saying that I'm a little oh, bit surprised. Boy. All right. <laughs> okay. Number seven. He's not the same guy he used to be, but what, what does Toby Keith say? I'm not as good as I once, once was, was, but I'm as good once, once. as I ever was. As I ever was. That's Harrison Smith in the new Brian Flores system. Harrison Smith, number seven on my like top it. 20 current Vikings. Really curious to see him play in a more aggressive improvisational system here. Yep, he can still play. Maybe not the best in the NFL, but that dude can still play a little bit. So Smarts makes up for for probably a, uh, a lack of speed now, right? Too. Yeah. Like he's one. He's of the never been a players. burner either, right? Like. No, but I'm just saying he's probably dropped off athletically, but he's so damn smart. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. All right, number six. TJ Hawkinson. Okay. I think I think the top tier of pass catching tight ends in the NFL is Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. And Kelsey's like 33. He's kind of kind of aging out here soon at some point. Yep. There's room there's going to be room in there for a TJ Hawkinson. And there's some other guys that are interesting around the league too. There's like probably four or five in that second tier. Friar Muth with Pittsburgh. There's some other guys. But um, I think there's another level to his game. That dude was a former top 10 overall pick. And last year you saw, okay, this is a real offensive. You got an accurate quarterback. You got an offensive-minded head coach. And mm-hmm. you saw a jump in numbers for him. So I'm going to put TJ Hawkinson as the sixth best Viking. Not the greatest run blocker. He's not the complete tight end that a George Kittle is. But can he emerge up into the top three or four pass-catching tight ends this season? I think he will, too. I think he, I think being with a competent team now, and Detroit's improved, but I mean they were still for a long time Detroit. I think being with, with a competent team and the, the fact that probably some of the uh, run blocking that was asked of him last season will now go to Oliver is going to help him. I would not be surprised if T.J. Hawkinson takes that step. Mm-hmm. All right, now we're into the top five here, boys. And again, I feel like I'm a little nervous about this guy. Brian O'Neill is number five for me. Sure. Coming off a partially torn Achilles, everyone's just kind of like, oh, yeah, he's just going to be yeah, fine. He had I... surgery. He'll be fine. He's a 300-pound man with a partially torn Achilles. So I'm a, I'm a little nervous about Brian O'Neill, but based on everything he's done so far in his career, he's one of the best right tackles in the entire league. Mm-hmm. So I have him as the fifth best Viking right now if he comes back healthy. Trepidation. A little trepidation right now. Yep. Like, like I, I think the assumption now is that he'll be set to go by training camp, but then I'm not going to be surprised if they actually come out for training camp and he's still not set to go. I'm with you. When it comes to Achilles and guys this big, I don't think that it can be just dismissed as a, you know, hand surgery, right? Like, it's like, you know, oh, he'll be fine. I think that, yep. that's our assumption now. Um, I think he's fairly ranked, but I am a little bit concerned. Like, so much of that position is short burst, quick steps, like leverage, everything. And if if you're just not the same physically uh, with your Achilles, it can make a difference. So we'll see. Number four, Daniil Hunter. Interesting. Top 10 last season among edge rushers in pressures, sacks, and hurries. And he's still in his prime at age 28. And he played every game for the first time in, what, three years? Mm-hmm. So just because he's maybe not like the Hall of Fame guy that he was three years ago, 
doesn't mean that he's not still really, really good, and he will command either with the Vikings or somebody else a contract that goes up in the twenty twenty five million dollar a year range. So I've got him. He is he is absolutely one of the ten best edge rushers in the NFL. Yep, no argument. He is uh, knocking right now because he wants in that top three, and I think in this defense, assuming he plays here, I think he might get there again. I could see that. You know, I, I, I you know, D- Dukes keeps saying when we talk about Cook that he thinks that Cook has like one really good year left. I don't know about that, but I do think this. I think in the right defensive scheme now, Daniil Hunter has one or two really good years left. Yep. I really and it, think. And it kind of feels like they have decided that, okay, let's, he's young enough. Like he's, yeah, he's certainly not Kendrick's age or Thielen's age. He's young enough. Let's see if we can get two years and, Work out a contract. And now we get to the top three. Number three, the third best Viking. Old Kirky boy. Kirk Cousins. Tied the NFL record for fourth quarter comebacks last year. He led the greatest comeback in NFL history. Move over Frank Reich. Kirk Cousins now sits at the head of that table. Wish I had seen it. (laughs) Yeah, you saw it on TV. My friends bullied me. (laughs) Bullied me. He's durable. And he's definitely one of the top 12 quarterbacks in the world, just baseline. And on some days, he's like the sixth or seventh best quarterback in the world. Other days, when it's fourth and eight and your season's on the line and he goes blue screen of death, it was a weird play call. But uh, there's, there's, I definitely still have my questions about Kirk Cousins, especially as he gets older here. But there's a lot to like about him. And he's really like, he's primed to have the best season of his career. There's no, there's really, you're never going to get perfect circumstances, but when you have franchise tackles, weapons all over the place, second year in a system with an offensive-minded coach that empowers you, like, yep. everything is lining up for Kirk to have a big season in 2023, and so even with some of the things that drive us nuts about him, he is the third best Viking right now. Okay. All right. So who is number two? Okay, I'll just, because you now it's, you know, now it's obvious. So number two. Yeah. Christian Derrissaw, one of the best left tackles in the NFL, and number one, the best wide receiver in the NFL, Justin Jefferson. I think that's very fair. Yeah, Cousins, I I, I was curious if Kirk would be your like three or just be a top five guy. I thought he might be five. Yeah, I'm um, I'm going to be fair to him. He, no, that's very that's great. I just he was did. Curious. I think a year ago, I think one of the big things we were saying is, man, if this dude could just like put the team on his back a little bit more often, and he started to do that in 2021. And you got to give the guy credit in the regular season. And even like that Giants playoff game, he was really, really good until the game was actually on the line. And then he just kind of goes back to the old Kirk. So, yeah, we're like, we're splitting a lot of hairs because he's one of the 12 best quarterbacks in the world. But, you know, up until this year with his cap hit coming way down, he's been paid like he's one of the three best quarterbacks in the world. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. This is a great situation for him. It's nice to have Justin Jefferson. Christian Derrissaw, you know, protecting your blind side. TJ Hawkinson out there. So Jefferson, Derrissaw, Cousins, Daniil Hunter, Brian O'Neill in the top five. TJ Hawkinson, Harrison Smith, Marcus Davenport, Harrison Phillips, Byron Murphy Jr. rounding out the top ten. Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, KJ Osborne, Josh Oliver, Alexander Madison, 11 through 15. And then rounding out the top 20 current Vikings, Jordan Addison, Brian Asamoah, Jordan Hicks, Cam Bynum, Josh Metellus. Ideally, who takes the biggest leap? 
ideally a I'm Caleb Evans, Andrew Booth Jr., uh, Lewis Seen, none of whom are on the list. Those guys are on the list in a year from now, ideally. Mm-hmm. I think Asamoah taking a leap would be nice to see. I think Ivan Pace. I think Ivan Pace. I'm kind of shocked that he wasn't drafted because he has short arms or something. That's an interesting one. Yep, I agree I with that. I can see Ivan Pace flirting with this list in a year from now. Right. I have an idea for my list. How about for my list, the 10 most important Vikings players for 2023? Oh. Well, twist. 10 okay. most important players. You want to bring that next bring that one next week? Like next Thursday? Next week. Yeah. So 10 or 20? Because I mean, Phil I'm doing 10. 20. I got I'm not doing 20. Embarrassed. You Trump. should. 10. You should feel 10. embarrassed. All right. Okay. 10. Then, yeah, that's fine. Hey, do we have time for a random Viking of the week here? Yes. We good? Okay. Chad, are you good? Yeah. Okay, you, you just good? looked puzzled when we when we suggested it, so I was... Oh, no, I was looking up, down up at my uh, notepad to write the names down. Chad was looking down at how much weight he's lost over the past couple of years. That's what he was looking at. Oh, I like that. Now that gives me an that that gives me no pun intended an entree to talk to you about my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. And by entree, I mean Livia's food is outstanding. It's as simple as the guy on the left, forty pounds heavier. The guy on the right, that's right, dropped forty pounds. And the maintenance program has helped me. It's going to help you. So in other words, you're not just going to drop the weight, but their nutritionists and dietitians are going to help you keep the weight off. And that's the most important thing. And right now, have I got a special offer for you, but it's just about done. So you need to ASAP check this out. It's Livia's premier all access offer of 50% off plus a free gift that could help you lose up to 15 pounds or more by the 4th of July. Imagine that the offer ends on Friday. So get Hold of them today, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. And I got a note last night saying I'd like to join, but I'm not in state. Is that a problem? Oh, no, no, that's not a problem. In fact, we've had a lot of folks from the PD family who have done exactly that. They can do it all virtually. They can send send you the food, and it's not a ton of food, so it's not like shipping a ton of meals and stuff. Livia.com in the state or outside, they're going to help you drop that weight. L I V E A.com. Also, real quick for all you uh, riders out there, all you victors, all right, it's riding season. Make sure your motorcycle is ready with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, you'll find what you need at denniskirk.com so you can ride more and weight less. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. It's time for a random Viking of the week here. Uh, Declan and I team up every other week against Judd. And Judd generally beats us over the long haul. 53-32 to 32 lead for Judd. Although Declan's on like a four-game win streak against Judd, I'm on, I believe, a five-game losing streak against Judd. So the clues are going to be Declan's. We get up to three incorrect guesses each, and we are eliminated. Okay, and quickly before I get to this clues here, I propose a new system for random Viking and athlete of the week. Whoever loses has to then ask the questions. Does that make sense? So then that way the winner has a chance to keep going on his streak. Oh, it's like Jeopardy. Yes. Oh, oh, So you're really getting full of yourself is what I'm hearing. You're getting absolutely correct. So we we can reset this now, and we can just do like... So Judd will Judd will now integrate into Vikings clues here, sure. right? Okay. 
I love it. I'm, yeah. I vote nope. yay. Let's do it. Or I, whatever it is. Hum- you, but you know what? When you get haughty like that, Declan, you know what happens. Mm-hmm. The random the random gods come and get you and that's knock right. you off your pedestal. Yeah, that, that's what happens. All right, let's go to after this here. Uh, this random Viking of the Week played in 117 games with the Minnesota Vikings. And by the way, I don't have my dinger or buzzer since I'm at the home studio, so I will just acapella that. I got it. Or I can have Phil do it, too. Just one. Just one. All right. This random Viking of the Week in high school played the following positions. Running back. Kicker. Punter. Quarterback. Linebacker. He played all of those positions on his high school football team. Jeez. Hmm. Okay, I've I've got a guess. I don't I don't have the spreadsheet. Um so I don't know this player this guy might have been used, but I'm still going to guess it. Is it Chad Greenway? That was gonna be my guess. Eh. Oh okay. thank you. I was I was gonna guess that too. That's a really good because he played seven man or nine, or nine man. He nine played man. nine man. Nine man in uh, South Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was gonna I was gonna be wrong there. This random Viking of the week secured two touchdowns in his tenure with the Vikings. Guess I should have waited. No, actually not. No. Ah. No. No. Maybe I shouldn't have waited. Are you sure it's not him? I mean, are you positive <laughs> that you picked the right random Viking? Of the Check week? your notes again, Declan. I am bad at reading. Yes, I, I have this correct. Oh, I thought you just couldn't spell well. I either. Okay. Yeah. What do I want to give you here? This random Viking of the week. Not active on social media, but has a decent amount of followers. And, of course, my laptop craps out the moment I get to his Twitter page. He has 84,000 followers on Twitter. 84,000 followers on Twitter. Doesn't tweet a lot, though. His last organic tweet, so like not a retweet or a, or, or a quote or whatnot, was March 28th of this year. This random Viking of the week was born on Leap Day. So only had a few birthdays, technically. Poor guy. All right, I got a second guess. Okay. Wow, dude, this is amazing. I'm going to win by default. Eric Kendricks. Ding, 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 ding. I knew he was born on a Leap Day. What? I knew he was born on a Leap Day. Because it just came to me. I think I wrote it once. I threw that out randomly. To look it up once. What? Yep, <laughs> that's what that's what signaled for. I mean, you guys Come were on the sense of line. Yes, I, I, I remember ridiculous. Bo- I remember that he was born on a leap day. Well, I missed old old candy yesterday, like a moron. I should have gotten that one. I'm still pissed about. I will that. say, like, I I had it whittled down to linebacker, and was trying to think, like, oh, is it Lieber? You know, he tweets a lot, and probably has yeah, this. Guy, this guy works at KFXN. <laughs> yes. And uh, Twin Cities Live. And Hub- yeah. Hubbard Broadcasting, a proud member of the Hub. In, in fact, you know what? 
Why doesn't Ben join us on the show sometime? I'd I love mean, to. He's a Hubbard I think I don't he's a good think. Guy too, actually, I will say I would love for that to happen. I don't think contractually he's allowed to. I think he's like ironclad oh. at the uh, the radio station. That His next contract so. can, can we slip in just quietly a clause that waves that that waves. The KFXN rules. How about a poison for, pill? A poison like, yeah, pill. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Can we do it? <laughs> can we try it? We What's can maybe legal? maybe see what we can do. Yeah. Well, congratulations to Judd for just knowing oddly specific birthday information about it is weird. Vikings players. Eric Kendricks. Um, so Judd now with his 54th all-time win in random Viking of the week. Let us know. Do you disagree with the top 20 current Vikings? Who would you add? Who would you take out? Who's too high? Who's too low? Byron Should Byron Murphy be the second player on that list above Christian Derrissaw? Let us know. <laughs> Purple Daily. We'll see you guys tomorrow for a Feedback Friday.